Diddly dum dum, British Roman podcast. So today, Shane and I consistently cover um, a r- range of topics and show that you can be successful by. It, 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 there's more than what's the saying? There's more than load the ways to skin a cat or whatever. More than one way up to the top of the mountain. Well, that, that, that's it. So. With, with all the stuff that we've discussed, even though we look at like complete, like say different angles and stuff, like nobody can deny that we're successful at what we do in terms of getting people better and getting better ourselves and stuff. So I think that I want to want to cover today. I want to talk a little bit about nutrition um, because I feel like like I'm in, I'm in a good place at the minute. I'm feeling good. Blah 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 blah. And and you you have been recently with your the stuff that you're doing. Yeah, so, I was eighty eight kilos today, Josh. Fucking hell, fire! That's mad. This morning, and I struggled so, off one fifty. Amazing, mate! Absolutely amazing. amazing. So so that's what I want to talk about today. Is like you, because we're we're doing two completely different approaches, but we're both happy with what we're both like finding what works for ourselves and. I think I think a lot of people as coach when um, they come to us for coaching and advice and stuff. Sometimes, like I think you and I, will always like give like a broad kind of like we're very open minded and we don't like to like pigeonhole answers, do it. Um, and I think some people may think sometimes that we sit, we're sitting on the fence with the answer, you know, because we're not saying go and do this. This is the best way to do something. This is what you should be doing if you know, like. Um, so anyway, let, t- tell us about your nutrition uh, stuff. That what, like you've been at what high nineties recently, and you're eighty eight now. Yeah. So basically, you've been what doing I mean was I kind of when I was peaking my strip log to one seven five, I were about ninety six, and that was kind of that's usually ninety six ninety eight. That's like when I feel the best in training. But after I did that, I kind of got a bit relaxed and went to one o. 2103 and I looked like a bit of a mess to be honest and I wasn't training much I was focusing on the business so it was leading me to like I don't know just like I was not eating that frequently and when I did I was eating shite and I just had that typical look you get where you get inflamed and look like crap oh, bad. and the thing the reason why I looked at the fast I've been fasting is what I've been doing but the reason why I looked into it is because I've for years I've always had bad a bad stomach. I get really bad reflux, struggle to digest food, and I'm not an idiot when it comes to nutrition. I've worked with Uris before, who's a really high level nutritionist, Andrew Triana. I've worked with fucking oh just everybody. You know, I know a lot about nutrition from experience, but I never found something that truly worked for me that was effortless. Like I've been lean before. I've been fucking diced. You know what I mean? But it's always been so much like effort, like tracking and this and that. And I was always fighting hunger. I was always fighting the urge to eat. I was always lethargic in the gym. So my training would eventually suffer. So I always rebound back to eating kind of habitually should we say and, and going off feel and making myself train good but then I would end up a bit chunky so I started the fasting 
for the gut health benefits because I thought maybe I'm not digesting food. Maybe, maybe me in, I'm insulin resistant or something. And the fasting's amazing for that. So I started fasting literally six weeks ago to the day yesterday. It was, so it's been six weeks, one day. I know cause I've been taking little progress pictures and, uh, I have come down from 103 kilo to uh, 88.2 today. So I was nearly bang on 88 uh, in six weeks, which is mad fast. But weirdly, I haven't noticed like anything. Like I was going to the gym and just training normally. My numbers are the same. I don't, didn't feel lethargic, felt great, felt mim. Didn't feel like I was in a calorie deficit because when I was eating, I was piloting food and I was filling up and then the next couple of days training it was almost like my feed would feed a couple of days of training but anyway I've just really found my groove that really worked for me and something that I've always struggled with is people always talk about only losing that last little bit of fat um flash used to well he still he did the other day actually because I showed him my progress pictures and he ripped me because he was like even when you were shredded you didn't have your bottom ab because I had this little pouch of fat like on my bottom ab. And I remember when I did under 80s, I was like fucking 7% body fat, like <laughs> veins up my sides, my abs, veins up my pecs. Like there's, there's like, I was like an anatomy chart, but I had a little pocket of fat, just would not go. And like, it, well, I've not got rid of it fully. I've only been dieting for six, I've only been fasting for six weeks, but I am leaner in that area now than I was last time I made 80 kilos and I make kilos heavier. Uh, so it's almost as if the distribution of fat has changed. And I think that's because from looking into it, the fasting can help you lose weight off of like your um, liver. It's one of the only ways to get your liver to burn its fat stores is if you're an extended fast of like, you know, o- over 12 hours, I think, I think it is. And, but, and when you lose fat off your liver and your liver gets healthier, it'll end up bringing your stomach size down a little bit so you don't look as bloated as well and also i was reading that it can uh, actually once you remove that fat from the liver it'll start getting because the liver will store extra fat around like your midsection basically hormonally it does this uh, because liver glycogen is you know, replenished by fructose, not, not glucose. So it's basically when you're eating different carbohydrates, you're making yourself fat or your liver fat, basically, depending on how much fructose you're eating. So anyhow, I um, from the fasting, I have reduced my waist size or stomach size, feeling amazing, training's going good. Uh, I, haven't, I haven't even, this, oh, this is another thing with the fast. This, this is the best benefit, Josh, is you'll not know a couple of weeks ago, I said to you, I don't have time to train. I'm too busy. I don't have time to train. Yeah. The thing with the fast is I've actually got more energy now than I ever have in my life. And it's weird, mate. Like I woke up at eight o'clock today. I don't wake up at eight o'clock. I've cut about, I'm going to bed about an hour. Late. Well, no, I go to bed late anyway. I'm going to bed similar time, but waking up about three or four hours earlier, which for a business owner who's busy, it's been a godsend, mate, honestly. Like I had Friday, Saturday off last week. I'm on a day off in weeks because I've always got programs to do. But because I've gained two or three hours a day, um, I feel mint. Like I was saying to you before the podcast, it's working better, me getting up and going to the gym instantly. Yeah. So the nutrition has made such a, like you sometimes you think about nutrition as your performance in the gym and stuff, don't you? But for me, yeah, that's good and the weight loss is good. But for me, the main benefit to my, my, my life is that I'm just 
doing more and, and I'm like, like I didn't think I was training about two or three times a week because I was like pushing I was getting an hour in here and there and squeezing it in but now I'm going to the gym and you know I've got two hours I have to do it early morning well early for me but still I would never have been able to do that before because I would have been going to the gym and I'd be like oh fucking knackered so yeah pretty pretty good thing and I can't if anyone, everybody always asks me because I've been posting it on Facebook if you follow me on Facebook you'll see it but everyone asks me how do you fast like what's your window what's your timing what's this and say the same thing to everyone it's not fucking there's no there's no set in stone thing I'm literally just going off feel so if I'm hungry I'll eat if I'm not hungry I might not eat the whole day you know? so if, if people want to learn more about this and they think that it could fit into their lifestyle who would you recommend uh, learning from and uh, what well, most of my information comes from two books that I've been reading um I've they're both from a guy called Dave Asprey who actually wrote the bulletproof diet um, and he writes a book called Fast This Way and um, super, things like Superhumans, the other book that I've got. But um, it's all about biohacking and stuff like that. And here's an interesting thing, Josh, right? For years, have you heard of the Bulletproof Coffee? Yeah. Yeah, so you put your MCT oil and your butter in. Yeah. Uh, and I've seen it shared by loads of people, like even like years and people. This is the thing, you know, you said before about being open-minded about different approaches. I'm yeah. like the most, me and you are like very open-minded and a lot of people are closed. And I've even seen people like years share this. And I've agreed and thought this point until I read this book and actually understood what it's about. And I think that's sometimes an issue with diets and stuff. Diet trends is everyone's obsessed with calories in calories out and they'll get us, they'll get a bit of information. It's like catchphrase. You know, when they show like one square on catchphrase, it's like, they see that they see the bulletproof coffee and they go, ah, it's shit. You know, it's got 50 times more calories than a, uh, than a normal coffee. So why would you just not have a normal coffee? And when you actually read the, science behind it it's really interesting and it's worked amazingly for me like I, I didn't eat yesterday i just had a bulletproof coffee and i felt fucking incredible um whereas if i'd have ate carbohydrates or something else it would have spiked you know my grilling yeah, yeah, yeah. and then i would have ate later in the day so the bulletproof coffee that's interesting to me is when you wake up and you're in a fasted state yes you're having 150 calories of butter and mct oil but when you drink it, you're flooding ketones into your bloodstream, which gives you energy to your brain. You're not spiking insulin at all. And the caffeine in the coffee increases the chance of you getting into using ketosis or body fat as energy by about four times. So when you wake up fasted and have this bulletproof coffee, the goal is that it enables your body to run a little better off ketones, which means that you're not going to get that brain fog. You're not going to get that... Um, you know cravings and stuff at, at 12 o'clock so if you do want to do a fast the bulletproof coffee is really 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 good for it and if you read the book he doesn't say drink a bulletproof coffee with your breakfast if you're eating a normal lifestyle because obviously that is true it would be stupid because you're adding you know 200 calories to your day of butter and the, but the idea of the bulletproof coffee is to enable you to feel good whilst you don't actually eat. So if your weight loss is your primary goal, and that's really interesting to me. And then when I, when I see these nutritionists bashing the bulletproof coffee, now I'm thinking to myself, hmm, you're bashing something that you don't actually have a clue of why in, on the application of it, you know what I mean? Like you're thinking it's applying to gen pop, eating five meals a day, you know, three meals, two snacks, and you tell them to have a bulletproof coffee and they'll lose weight. It's like, no, no, it's not. no one's ever said that. It's have this, 
to enable you to adhere to your fast better because you're going to feed. Right, okay. I'm with you. So that was interesting that I learned from this book because in the books I've read, I've not read the Bulletproof Diet, but in the books I've read, he talks about the Bulletproof Coffee because he came up with it. And he's saying, I'm not pushing it on you because you can fast whatever you want. If you want to just drink water, you can or whatever. But he said, trust me, if you have a Bulletproof Coffee, you'll, you'll probably feel better. And then you'll be able to adhere to the fast without getting cravings because you're giving your brain ketones to turn into glucose for energy. Uh, and it's really effective. Like I say, my productivity has been crazy since doing it. And that's the main reason why I'm like, I'm sticking at this because genuinely like this week, I've caught up on my programs by doing double programs yesterday. And now as long as I work today and tomorrow, just as efficiently, I'm going to have Thursday, Friday, Saturday off. Trust me, you, you know what it's like programming. It's, it's hard to like get it done. And it's made a real big impact to my uh, yeah. energy levels, mate. Mim. But your dieting strategy is obviously a lot different isn't it and you you also uh, you, you, you are you vegetarian or do you just eat vegetarian well I, I don't know i don't eat i don't eat i haven't eaten any meat for two and a half years well, so it's more of a plant-based diet approach then i guess you call it well i don't really like plants or red or vegetables that's how i don't say <laughs> it's just the josh lanks diet <laughs> no I, I i i like oats and um yogurt and cheese and pasta and stuff like that but I don't, I don't eat I don't I'm, I'm quite well always been a fussy eater so I don't eat that much veg vegetables as such but yeah that's the thing for me is like it's like I don't, I don't eat any meat um it's it you know well it doesn't annoy me but I just find, find it funny when people tag me in like vegan shit and stuff like that I'm like fucking hell like <laughs> or, or like or even like ethical stuff like on social media I'm like I really do not think about it. It's just like convenient for me to not eat meat. I've never been mass. It's always been an effort for me to eat meat anyway. I've always like only really liked chicken and occasionally like burgers and stuff if I'm having a barbecue or whatever. But I mean, like general, general, like habitual routine. I'd only ever eat chicken, of which I'd either get it pre pre-cooked or well it's just a pain in the ass to cook at home because I couldn't cook it at home because Molly's vegetarian blah 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 so I just I just knocked it on the head where two and a half years ago and um pe pe people asked me the question of um oh well where what, what did what do they say like if do you find it easier to like people people think it's it, it's been easier to like lose weight because I've stopped eating meat, whereas actually it's been more difficult because I used to, when I used to eat chicken and stuff, I used to feel like a couple of chicken breasts and I'd feel like quite full. Whereas now I'm eating a lot from um, like carbs and um, like, I don't know. I found it found it more challenging in the last couple of years to get to get that feeling of fullness that I used to feel. So, uh, so most of your vegetarian stuff tends to include a couple of macronutrients, doesn't it? It's hard to get, a, you know, apart from like your yogurt that you eat, it's hard to get like a pure protein source that doesn't have carbs yeah. alongside it as, as well. Whereas chicken is, you know, yeah, that's it. Or like chicken or tuna or whatever. Like it's really. It's, it's really convenient, I suppose. Um, but but I mean, I've I've got into a good routine. 
like and, and also as well like I've, I've never been uh, like people people often ask me about supplements and stuff or like what supplements do you take or you must take supplements for your recovery and stuff like that the, like the only thing that I supplement with is creatine I've started having some I can't remember why but I've got some like is it vitamin D vitamin B3 and a multivit um but I don't I, like I I don't have protein powder. There's some in the house, but like, just just never been a fan of uh, protein shakes. Or um, I just rather eat my calories, if you will. Um, but but anyway, as as of recent, like my 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 go, my like what the last six or seven months, like I've been aiming to obviously maintain the mid, like low to mid nineties, and the goal of the last year has been um to like learn to eat as much as possible if you will without gaining too much weight because when i um when i originally cut from my 116 to to 90 for my first under 90s come um like the last the last couple of months of all that was the 2500 calories and then the month leading up to that comp was on 2000 calories and I just felt like a fucking zombie. But obviously the goal was to make make the weight and stuff. And I did that. And then I've, since then, I've been working on, I suppose, some people call it reverse dieting, I suppose, don't they? But basically ma- maintaining the weight ballpark whilst reintroducing calories. So I've done that for ages. And now um, I've decided that I'm going to compete uh, under 80. Um not for not for same day weigh-ins, but like for um, I at least want to do a couple of comps under eighty, see how I feel. Um, so what do you walk around at now? Eighty nine ish. How many cows have you reversed that up to? Three. Well, I was maintaining about 90, 90, 93 to ninety five ish. Not really, tr- not tracking consistently, unless so. Unless I, I only started tracking again, you know, like if I was getting to like, oh shit, I weighed myself and I'm like 94.8, I need to kind of rein it in, see where I'm kind of putting more calories in without really. That's a, sorry to interrupt, that's a good bit of advice that subtly because I do this. I think if you're in a weight class sport, you should have in your head a number where you're like, this is me limit and you, you question yourself and you cut down a bit so josh saying there 95 if he's getting 94.8 he's thinking like oh you know i should probably rein it back get himself to 93 train at that and then he's in, in range to make to make 90 fairly comfortably i think the problem comes yeah. when you you straight up to 98 and then you're like right i got a comp that's when you can lose a bit of strength and not feel as good because you've got to be a bit more aggressive with your diet and yeah. also you, you, you're just not going to be training with those mechanics. You're going to be a little bit different, aren't you? So that's a good, good thing. Good and, and, I, and I honestly think, um, like, so, so by the way, we're, we're just, like me and Shane cover quite a lot of topics here that are like beyond our scope of practice. I, we're neither of us are nutritionists. When we talk about like injury stuff, we're not physios, we're not chiropractors, blah, 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 blah. But we like to discuss things. So, you guys listening can go and explore them and go and seek experts within the field if you if you're actually if you're actually interested. But I think that what would advise what what 
what I would advise people to do is whatever approach that you decide to stick to that works your lifestyle, I would say that everything comes with its advantages and disadvantages. So I, I actually think that specifically phasing your nutrition protocol is, uh, I think is fantastic. So say for instance, like somebody, you're somebody who works well, you, your mind works like a spreadsheet and you like recording stuff. Like you might find that, uh, say tracking stuff really, really works for you and takes the guesswork out of stuff. But if you do this for too long, like say you've achieved your goal, you've hit your comp weight or whatever, <clears> like after your comp or after you've hit your big goal, like it could be really beneficial for your like psyche and um, and basically stop you big, like get you away from like risking going into an eating disorder if uh, like like basically going going for a phase of more intuitive eating and actually not weighing everything that you you do and actually just guessing your portion sizes and stuff like that for a phase and then do you understand what I mean Shane? Yeah I mean that's I mean basically what you're describing is what they call a diet break in the uh, studied terms because if you, if you look at the research on calorie deficits as well the reason why reverse dieting works so well is your metabolism is very reactive to daily expenditure. So if you're eating 2,000 calories a day to lose weight, eventually you will stop losing weight because your body will know, I'm only getting this much energy, so I need to slow everything down. So when you get to that point, that's when you can get an eating disorder because when you in increase your calories to what Josh is saying, like more habitual eating, you might regain fat because you've spent too long in the deficit. So that's where reverse dieting works the opposite way. Whereas if you increase your calories 25 to 50, depending if you're like a man or a woman and how much your baseline is, etc. Like if you're only eating 1300 calories on your cut, increase it like 25 to 30 a week. If you're a bloke eating two, 2,200 for a cut, you go 50 a week, but slowly increasing each week. What that does is gives your metabolism chance to be like, Oh, I'm getting a bit more moral and then that's why you can end up going like josh has done from 2000 to 3000 plus slowly over time and now he's got this area where he's still lean and if he were to drop to 2500 he's still eating more than he was yeah that that's the key mate that is the fucking key yeah and then he'll go down and he'll be able to make 80 kilos so a diet break or reverse diet i would i would say reverse diet's more hassle but it's better because you're tracking actively controlling your energy in yeah. and increasing it linearly whereas habitually in you're more like well you're just guessing aren't you um, yeah so the diet break will make you able to get leaner in the future because you're going to have that metabolism increase before you try and push on again if that makes uh, makes any sense yeah so I went through a phase of getting to that 95-ish, 94-ish or whatever, and then, and then I started tracking again, got back down to the 93. And then I thought, when I, when I was 93 at the time, like I thought a couple of months ago, I just thought, right, I don't need to be any lighter right now than this. Right, what I want to do is maintain, like I've 93.9 as my threshold. And what I'm going to do is, is I'm going to keep tracking rather than like take my foot off the gas with the goal of strategically increasing calories and like I started off on like 3,300 they got up to 3,500 3,000 and I was up to like 4,000 a day without going over that threshold of like 93.9 it was like just completely mind-blowing for me um 
and then I got to then I got to the point where I was like, right, we're I, I want to do the the static monsters in October. I want to do that for a twenty four hour weigh in. So the goal is to diet to eighty four ish, and then be eighty four ish like a couple of weeks out. Ideally, that's my provisional goal. So by the by the end of September, I want to be at eighty four ish. So then I start. Um, I messaged uh, Shannon from Shannon's Nutrition a couple of weeks ago, Shannon Clifford. I think it was, what is it? The start of the fourth week now, actually. And then I said the goals and whatnot. And then I've just done three weeks. I, I expected her to put me at like 2,600 calories or something like that. That's what I was bracing myself for. And um, she started me off at 3,100 and I've been at 3,100 for three, oh no, 3,200, sorry, for for three weeks. Um, and then I'm going down to 3,100 this week. And I've gone from like 94.3 at the start to like, um, 18, eight, I think 89.9. Yeah, I think, you know, that when this is a big mistake people make is they, they, they're, habitually eating and they're like i'm eating 3000 calories so i have to cut to 2500 then they start tracking and they drop a shitload of weight in like a week or two because they were actually eating 3500 and now they've dropped a thousand off so starting higher like you have there means that i always say to you if you eat your 3000 calories i say right the start of your diet is going to be 3000 calories but you're going to track it this time. Yeah. I'd be shocked that, oh, I was eating a little bit of this, a little bit of that, a little sauces adding up, you know, not counting my veg as calories and, you know, a couple hundred calories of veg. And now suddenly it's like, oh, I've lost weight on 3,000. And then it's like, yeah, you were eating 3,500 probably, but, but I ain't at 3,000. So I always say to people, start high because then you can just drop. Uh, if you start too low and stall, that's when you end up going, yeah. right, I've got to go, you end up on 1,800 calories and you're like, fuck, I feel fucked, mate. I can't train and this and that. It's like, yeah, you just, you started too low. So then if you do that, you've got to take a diet break, get your metabolism yeah. back up, start again, do it better. That's the best way to do it. Yeah, it's it, it's mad. It's been like a real eye-opener because like I've always thought, right, I'm going to go for a, um, a calorie deficit phase now. Right, I want to get, lose some weight or whatever. And... Um, and I'd start a lot lower and then get to the point where it's a it's a hassle when you're feeling like, fuck me, oh, this comp can't come quick enough. And like, it's not like a long-term thing, do you know what I mean? Whereas um, now, like, I feel like I'm, I'm, eat, I'm, I'm like eating plentifully and um, I'm just a lot more mindful about like, because obviously treating my food as a bank account, like I want to be, um, I, I want to be like, stretching the money as far as I can, if you will. Um, but yeah. Well, since fasting, I like like you said there about you feeling good when you feel like you're not trying. Like, if I didn't see the changes so drastically in the mirror, if I was just, if I had a T-shirt on and I was just training and I was judging my nutrition off my progress in the gym, I would assume I was just eating normally because the gym training feels exactly the same. Uh, if anything, it feels better because my deadlifts are feeling pretty Good. I pulled a nice 300 um, two days ago. Because uh, did I say I bought triple ply soon? I couldn't fit in it. Really? 
Yeah, I bought a triple ply suit about six weeks ago and couldn't fit in it. And then I what didn't size? even. What size is it? 48. Uh, 52. 52. Yeah. You fucking, you fucking must be massive, uh, like muscles. It's absolutely massive around my waist. Yeah, it's ridiculous. When I put my belt on, it like triple folds over, but it couldn't. I think because I'm sure. Short people because I wear shorts all the time as well. People don't realize how big my legs are at the top, they're fucking stupid, mate. I'm gonna mid you. That's the problem with the suits. I have to get... <laughs> it is, that's the problem with suits. Is like I'm a fucking 110 lifter from the waist below and a fucking midget up top, so it's uh, always the nightmares. But anyway, I, I dieted and I was like, I'm 88, I was like, I must be able to fit in this fucking suit now. I could just get it on. <laughs> um, so I had a play in the suit, yeah. And I pulled the good 300. My mechanics feel really nice. Um, so training is going better. And that's the key to a good nutrition strategy for athletes is to, you don't want the diet to stray into the gym. Do you, you don't want to be like unable to complete your volume or yeah. feel like you're going lightheaded or whatever. So for me, for whatever reason, this eating strategy is working really well. And I'm not restricted when I eat with calories. Like, the thing I've done with this diet is I wanted to just start by implementing the fast for the gut health. So when I was eating, I wasn't tracking my calories. I was just eating what I wanted to eat. But then the weight started dropping off and I was like, oh, I'm going to keep this up. So still yeah. now I haven't tracked a single thing. Um, I just make sure I hit my protein when I eat. But I've got a bit of a habit of doing that now. I use one of them total Greek yogurts that have 50 grams of protein in them for 500 gram tub. Yeah, uh, and I put a scoop of strawberry away in, so it's 80 yeah. grams. Shane, have you tried the Aldi ones? No. The Aldi ones are, like, it's pretty much the total, but it's, like, pound twenty-nine. Ah, okay. Uh, oh, that's what I have, like, about fucking 80 of in my fridge. Well, it was you that I saw your story, and I was like, hmm, right, going to try this. So I put a scoop of strawberry away in, and then I chopped some strawberries up, and then I put um, a bit of strawberry jam in. And it's fucking lush. And that's how I break my fast. It's about 80 to 100 protein. And um, I break my fast with that because I get digestive enzymes from the yogurt, a bit of fiber from the fruit. I also put a supplement called Inulin in, which I really recommend you to look into. Amazing. Um, cheap as fuck. And it's a powder that tastes a bit sweet. You can put it in your tea or coffee. And it's a prebiotic fiber that feeds the bacteria in your stomach to allow them to be able to digest and process food better. Plus makes you feel full and very stable blood glucose levels. So you have really stable energy levels. I've added that in the last couple of weeks <clears throat> just because I wanted to get my fiber up because I noticed I was a bit shit with the fiber and I read into this. And Jesus, what a difference it's made. Like, um, especially to... Uh, my digestion like I don't get bloated I feel great I feel full and satiated for longer and I can you know stay the course with my uh, energy levels I'm not getting dips or troughs really nice and for, for what it costs fucking incredible you can use it as a it's just, it's quite sweet so you can actually use it as a table sugar and put it in your coffee to sweeten it um, and per like if you put 10 grams of it in which is about two teaspoons you get seven grams of fiber it's pretty fucking good that um so yeah i recommend that to anyone inulin you can also buy it in boobs in a syrup form they've turned it into like honey it does have one gram of carbs per serving um like sugary carbs versus just fibrous carbs but it's still it's like you can drizzle it over your yogurt or whatever and you get it's like pure fiber you're just drizzling pure fiber and feeding your gut so really good 
but yeah, I've been doing that to break my fast and feeling, feeling mint, getting my protein in. And then when I eat my meal after, again, I'm not tracking cattle. Sometimes I'll have a pizza if I fancy it. A lot of the times I like eating clean. So I'll eat chicken and rice and all that shite, but not tracked a thing. And the weight's just been coming off and coming off. And even now I'm still losing weight and I'm not tracked a thing. So I'm feeling like really, uh, I'm really impressed with the, the way I'm doing it. And for me, like I said, I don't think this will work for everyone at all. I don't think fasting worked for everyone at all. I, I tried fasting about five years ago. And the issue was I was up at eight at work for nine, I had lunch at 12 and I'm sat there watching everybody eat fucking pasties and subways and I'm sat there bored. I couldn't work through my lunch. I had to take a lunch. So you just like an hour of you just basically staring at people eating. And I, I would struggle to, to adhere to it. Cause like I said, I did try this a long time ago. Um, and, and, and yeah, but this time round with my lifestyle lead now, self-employed, very busy on my feet, um, can take my dinner break when I want it and work through if I don't want to eat, fit for my lifestyle really, 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 really well. And I can't see myself going back to eating breakfast or lunch ever again. Um, I'll just break my fast about four o'clock. Um, I've yeah. actually got, burger, got burgers on now, Josh, actually, to be honest with you. <laughs> and um, that... And I'll, I'll second this because that um, I, I've been kind of, as until I started with Shannon, right, and I've restructured my, uh, I've started having breakfast again. And basically, so I, because I was, I was eating too much late at night and then I was struggling sleeping. And whereas I've stopped eating sooner and then started eating earlier and my sleeping has, impr has improved significantly. Um, but in terms of what what a lot of people think about fasting, they think, oh well, God, I'm gonna I'm like, oh, I'm gonna go like headed. I'm not gonna what about my energy levels and stuff like that. Like people who followed me on social media um, for the last God like couple of years, most of my training sessions where people think, oh God, you like how do you do so much volume or how do you do high intensity, high frequency? Most of that is in a fasted state. Like most of the time, I'm, I, I, most of the time in the last two and a half years, like I've just have, I've just have a coffee as soon as I rise at like whatever, eight ish, and then coffee about midday. And then I wouldn't eat until 6 pm, 5 pm, 6 pm, 7 pm, sometimes 8 pm. Yeah. So you're basically like, getting like a 20 hour or 18. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I just felt like it's, fit with my lifestyle so well like and like my energy levels were just always stable i'd never get flat like because i'm not getting that if like insulin spike insulin response blah 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 blah. Well, i always felt good like and it always it always like made me laugh when i see people on like social media saying about going for a fasted cardio fasted walk like it's a fucking big deal and like um like i think the like, first couple of times you fast if you're not used to it, you probably will feel like shit. But what I've learned is that's more to do with your body craving. Like it's used to being fed every couple of hours for most athletes because they're told to eat, eat this, then eat your snack and then eat that. Basically that digestive system is just on overdrive all the time. And then all these athletes at full speed, they all have digestive issues like I did. They all had reflux. Give it a break, you know what I mean? And yeah, but yeah, you might feel a bit shit first couple of times you try it. But eventually your digestive system will have had a chance to repair a little bit and it won't be sending out all these signals for you to eat and, and your you blood sugar and insulin. Because it, it's proven in studies that if when you eat, your insulin goes up. So your body learns when you eat 
And that's when you get them hunger spikes. Ghrelin goes up, insulin goes up, and it's like, eat. When insulin's high, it wants to store all that food. So by fasting, you're just learning to keep your insulin a little lower and you're uh, grilling down. And then when you do eat, because your insulin's low, it's going to get shuttled to muscle glycogen and actual useful stuff instead of just making you fat. Um, and that's one of the most common problems I see with big strongmen is insulin problems. But that's another story for another day. Yeah. So the, the, the common denominator between what me and Shane are doing like is, is like we're taking ownership of our nutrition. We're both smashing our goal of we're both, we're both feet feeling good. That's the, that's the, that's the main thing that we're, we're, we're talking about here. Yeah. So if but, you but, feel but, good and you're reading stuff that says that you shouldn't be doing it, like keto, I hate when people bash keto. Some people feel great and train great on keto. And sometimes you have these, I see online, like this war, like Paul Carter is quite famous, right? Nation. He promotes keto for athletes. And I think that if you feel great on it, eat keto. If you feel great with higher carbs, eat carbs. If you feel great without meat, you know, take the meat out. <clears throat> if you want to try fasting, like I say, I've only just discovered this, working amazing for me. And no matter who came up to me, if the best nutritionist in the world came up to me and told me I was wrong, I'd be like, well, I don't really care because... I feel great. And that's the problem of the world sometimes. Is everybody's yeah. looking for someone to kind of reassure them that what they're doing is great instead of just going off instinct instinctually how they're feeling and how they're performing. Yeah, and exploring and like like I say, we've both taken we've both gone a different route, but we're both smashing it and we're both uh, taking ownership of so if you if you don't feel good and you 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 feel shit, your recovery is down or you're putting on weight or you're losing weight or whatever. Like take ownership of it. That's the that's a that, that that's the take home message. Yeah, and if you if you instinctually think something, there are people that say to me, "I don't want to eat breakfast when I wake up. I don't want to put the meal down, mate. I don't want to, but I do it for my goals." Don't eat. Don't, don't do it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but like, put put the calories later on because trust me, you'll be able to get you'll get better results because your body is obviously giving you signals. And, and all this stuff of like, oh well, I've read this or so and so's told me to do that. Like, do take home message. Do not get pigeonholed with any. If you take if you take fucking anything from this podcast, the last seventy episodes or whatever we've done, like, do not get pigeonholed with any aspect of your life, business training nutrition recovery don't get fucking pigeonholed and like get told that oh so and so is really really good has told me that i have to do it this way or bollocks yeah try, this is what i would say try it if in two weeks you go this has changed my, my life fucking stick with it if you go i don't really like it but i like this one point of it take that one point apply it to your, a different strategy and then maybe you try 20 different things and you take 20 different points and you build your own structure. Um, that is literally, it's easy, easy money. Right, nice one. Peace out, Shane. See you, mate. Have a good sesh. Ta-da.